At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort. And Casino on tap today on a three-hour program. We have uh, Jeff Davis coming up in 30 minutes, uh, Sportsbook Assistant Manager here at Circa. He's great with the NHL. Uh, it's a huge card tonight in that league. We'll talk to him then. Brad Powers, professional sports better on college football. Mike Pritchard played in the NFL for nearly a decade. He's coming up later on as his fantasy football Hall of Famer, Paul Charchian. It is a big game that we have coming up tonight. And now, Paulie, the, the number is on the move. You can find... No matter where you are with legal sports betting, you can find uh, three and a halves available if you like the Titans. And it does come with a little bit of a price. I'm three. I'm seeing plus three and a half. Uh, well, look at this now. All it is minus one ten at uh, DraftKings, I believe. Yeah, and then uh, it was minus one fifteen a little bit earlier. But so plenty of money coming in on the Packers here at home tonight, hosting the Titans. Do you agree with this move? Uh, I, I I bet three early in the week, uh, for thinking this is where. Tennessee could have the letdown and going through this uh, tough stretch that they've had. 
But should this point spread really be this high when you consider, okay, how bad Green Bay was during the losing streak, and then they break out of it and play one good half against Dallas? Right, right. Right? You know, Vrabel's been great in this spot. He's 14-5 and five against the NFC, and they're 9-2 and two with him on short rest. And a great article on the ringer from Solak, Benjamin Solak, about Tennessee's doing it again. When you look at the offensive numbers, like how are they? Again, they're six I mean, and three though. They, they've they're six and one straight up last seven, and they've covered seven in a row. That's right. And it's just run the ball with Henry, do get enough stops on defense, make one big play in the passing game, like last week the gadget play that they ran for the long touchdown, mm-hmm. and, and win the close games. Well, if you've listened to the show, I mean, any, at any point this year, talking about the Titans, or even going back to last year, like I. I'm a Tennessee apologist. I think their defense is the most underrated uh, unit in the uh-huh. entire league. I have loved their defensive line going back to last year. I told you that they take on the identity of their head coach. Rabel's awesome. The clear coaching edge tonight goes to Tennessee, in my opinion. Um, but the defense is banged up, yes. including the yes. guy who I like the most. That's Jeffrey Simmons, who missed last week. He's questionable now tonight. And you can throw on this team. We'll get into the numbers here coming up in a minute. I mean, that's been the the downfall is that you can, as for the defense— like, they give up a lot of passing yards. Against the run, they have been awesome. So what does that mean for the Packers, where they finally put it together? A lot of that was late against a good Cowboys defense last week. And you know, if you, if you forget about that game for one second, the Packers are really going to potentially have some big-time regret over the last five games. That's a big sample size in a short NFL season. But the last five games, they were horrible, and they lost to some really bad teams. Yes, and they really couldn't do anything yes. on offense. So, I mean, is that does that really carry over into tonight? The game in London, blowing the Detroit game, absolutely. 3-1 to one to make the playoffs. Adjusted win total, 7.5. They're going to be kicking themselves for that Washington loss, which I can't believe I'm saying, but uh, Washington with the tiebreaker, that could be enormous. Right. Coming up as we get later into the season. So, I, I, there's a path here. I mean, they win this game tonight. They can get to 8-9 wins. I would agree. Now, now does 8-9 get you in? I don't think so. But... Uh, they can get to nine wins, uh, but but when you watch what, what transpired in the final, excuse me, the last five games before Dallas, it's hard to get there. The other thing is uh, Tennessee, with how they're doing this offensively and, and lack of punch, mm-hmm. last in yards per game, last overall in passing, worst in offensive yards per drive. I mean, uh, twenty six in points per game. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-six in points per game. Yet still, you see this record six and three. And I don't know what to expect with Tannehill in the passing. But I'll tell you this: Green Bay cannot stop the run. No, hey, Henry's it, prop is as high as one hundred and three and a half. So, would you actually look at the uh, the yards over tonight, or would you maybe get involved with the carries over for Henry tonight? It's because they don't throw the ball a lot anyway. And again, all these numbers here indicate. I mean, here's how bad it is for Green Bay on the season. Rushing EPA per play, so expected points added per play on defense. They're 28th in the league. I mean, that's awful for a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender before the year. Explosive rush percentage, they're even worse. They're 29th. And then you look at the one good thing on offense the Titans do. Well, what is it? Well, it's explosive rush percentage. They're 8th overall with that. So Henry's attempts tonight, that's a big number, 22.5. But, uh, I mean, this has all the makings of why would they do anything else? I know. That's how they win. That's how they play, right? Keep Rodgers off the field, too. You you referenced this earlier in the week. The last time they went here, was a, oh, how's it, it's been a house of horrors. Well, that's, that's when Rodgers cemented oh, the MVP. It was 40-14 to 14 two years ago. Yep. The last two trips to Lambeau have been outscored by 74 points. So it hasn't gone well. 
But uh, the attempts is high, the yards high, that he has to go, get to 102, 102 and a half at least at DraftKings. So I, 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 what can they get out of the passing game? Can Westbrook do anything again? Mm. I mean, look at his prop. He's 24 and a half. Woods is 32 and a half. I don't think the passing <laughs> game does, unless there's a broken play tonight. And, I mean, th- this is, again, as bad as the run defense has been for Green Bay, the pass defense with Jair Alexander back and healthy specifically, they are, I mean, at pro football focus, they're top 10 in pass coverage and also pass rush. I know that Gary's out for the year, which is a big loss up front for that team. But overall, they have the talent. They have the uh, the coverage. They're very good in the, in the secondary. So I don't think Tannehill's going to be able to do much if, if it, you know, at all, anything. And also, again, going back to Henry for one second here, how bad it's been for Green Bay, their run defense yep. has allowed at least 67 rushing yards to the lead back in every game but one. Yeah. And not too many running backs in the league can call themselves Derrick Henry. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned their defense, too, because they give up 17 to the Colts. This is Tennessee. Right. Seven, seven, uh, 17 to Washington, 10 to Indy, 10 to Houston, garbage touchdown late. They hold Mahomes in check. 20 in overtime, and they shut down Denver like mm. everyone has. But they, Denver scores 10 early, and that was it the rest of the game. You know, they bring in Bowen a couple years ago as the D.C., and they brought Schwartz in over as well. I mean, the scheme that they run and what they run, they don't have a lot of talent. You don't say, oh, my God, look at this roster that mm. Tennessee has. But there they were last year, one seed. It wasn't their fault. I mean, they harassed and, and buried Burrow. It was Tannehill throwing the three picks. Yep. So this isn't – you're right. It's an underrated defense. Yes, you can throw on them. But they're in this great position here because of the defense and the great running game. And I guess it's refreshing that they're playing old school football. Uh, as high as $6 to make the playoffs and a, an enormous lead in the division. But a tough schedule coming up here. Yeah. You know, just they've, they've, they're on a great run. But, you know, you got the uh, Cincinnati game coming up. You have the Philly game as well. You still haven't played Jacksonville yet. So the adjusted win total is nine and a half. They also have Dallas coming up as well. Uh, I mean, if they if they win the division games, they're going to get to nine. Can they get to ten? They see the schedule there now. That that that's tough. But mm-hmm. I, it's, to me, it's an insurmountable lead considering they've already swept the Colts. That's huge. Yeah. Now the Colts could eventually go on a run here and make it interesting, but uh, to overcome that gap that they have uh, after getting, I don't, by the way, I don't like that with the schedule for what it's worth. They've already played both their games yeah. and they played them right away. Yeah. Again, if if the Titans had any. If they had a slight uptick in quarterback play from what they have um, currently and what they've had over the last couple of years, I think this team would be in the mix. Their power rating would be very close to what people think about the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC. Um, and I'm, I'm not talking about if they had Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Could you imagine that? I'm talking about what if they had, I, I, don't, I don't know, who, who's a slight upgrade from Ryan Tannehill? If they had Trevor Lawrence? Like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is, like, uh, you know, setting the world on fire, but he's... I, th- I think in a spot like this where he'd be a little just that's all I'm talking about. Slightly better quarterback play, and this team would be an absolute force because of how they get it done, and it's the running game, yeah. like you said, throwback. It's kind of refreshing to see because it doesn't happen very often in the NFL anymore. But at some point, maybe the three and a half, um, that, that becomes a, an attractive, uh, attractive enough number to play today. Yeah. Maybe we're getting fooled, too, because Rodgers and Green Bay, Green Bay have done this many times. We get a relaxed, slow start, then they get hot late. But now they're running out of time. Well, and they were so bad. You're right. They were. They're going to be kicking themselves during that losing streak. The games they gave away. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing too. At this stage of the season, you can look at the teams in front of them, and uh, one of the teams up there would be a team they lost to in the Giants, and they'd be like, "Well, the Giants aren't any good. They're going to come back." But we're, they're nine games in, so they've already banked seven wins. Like they're there. You yes. can't take those away. So 
uh, unless the Giants completely fall on their faces, right, and they win one more game, that's going to be a team like that's going to be tough to overcome. And like you said, Washington, they are they've turned it around and they have the tiebreaker there. So three to one plus three twenty to make that they do have winnable games. I mean, the way this closes at the Bears, they have owned the Bears um, over my lifetime for the most part. Yep, Rams absolutely winnable. That uh, Dolphins will be tricky, but then Vikings and Lions at home. This team can maybe push for nine wins. And I wonder, I don't even know. I didn't even consider what the playoff number would have been last week before the Cowboys game. Yeah. I thought, well, you asked me. I thought it was crazy. No way. Couldn't get yeah. there. I think it was in five to one, you said? I think it was, was it five to week? one. Yeah. Oh, I, thought, I think that's what it was. My guess would have been six, a lot higher five than or that. Six, maybe six. Maybe yeah. six. Yeah. You're right. But they were buried in that game, too. So at least they saved their season for the time being. Well, we were also, I think we're making the case for the under tonight, too. Yeah. Although Green Bay. 10-2 and two overrun, last 12 off overtime. You have that scenario in play tonight. Mm. So hopefully Michaels will be in a good mood and we, we can get a good game tonight. But yeah. based on history, could be 10-7 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but you mean based on the history of uh, Amazon Prime? Um, Amazon Prime, yes. Yeah. The, the long history, lengthy history, yes. Yeah. Uh, lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest odds, lines, and boosts. Bet Rivers is your go-to for any soccer-related content Check out Bet Rivers special World Cup promotions like their World Cup futures, insurance bet, and World Cup daily bet and gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action. It's a whole new game. Later on today, we will spend time going over some very creative and fun World Cup, uh, Cup props. And these books have done a great job of posting uh, numbers that are now available for the event that yes. starts in only uh, a couple of days. Up next, we will uh, run down the betting action from last night in win some, lose some. And I don't know if any if last night was any indication of what could happen in Sunday with the snow game. Uh, those of you that are on the under already should be smiling. Details on that coming up here. Follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. College basketball has started. Get your copy of our annual betting guide over 400 pages, trends, odds, power ratings, analysis on every team, breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season. And the only way to get it, become a VSEN Pro subscriber, $99. All the way through the Super Bowl, get everything we do, vsen.com slash subscribe. Jeff Davis is a manager here at Circus Sports. He is uh, also in charge and very good uh, with NHL numbers, and he's kind enough to join us here early on a Thursday morning. Good morning, pal. How are you? Good, guys. What's happening? Uh, A lot. It's a huge card tonight. We'll run down if anything caught your eye coming up here in a little bit. Uh, You were uh, very early on, the Bruins caught your eye, and you're like, okay, this team is absolutely for real. Do you think at this point, are they legitimately the best team in the NHL? As of right now, I'd say yes, and it's, I don't want to say a pretty big gap to the second-best team, but usually it's there's not a lot of difference in these teams in the NHL. But here, I, I think Boston is clearly the number one team coming into the year. You thought, okay, Marshan's going to be out a while. Charlie McAvoy's going to be out a while. Matt Grizzlick's going to be out a while. Can they stay afloat until all these guys come back? Well, all three of them ended up coming back sooner than their timeline and they were able to not only uh, tread water but play really well in their absence and now they're just flying uh i mean we don't have to talk about how good their elite talent is but then you take a guy like jake DeBrusque, who was really highly touted for a lot of his career and then it really seemed like him and cassidy kind of had some sort of rift because he wanted out of there was asking for a trade and then Magically, like 48 hours after Cassidy moved on, he said he didn't want to trade anymore. And now he's he's playing incredible. And they signed Hampus Lindholm, or they get Hampus Lindholm at the deadline last year. And he had a revelation. He's playing more like he did at the beginning of his career than he did toward the end of his time in Anaheim. So not only does this team have a load of elite talent, they're deep. Uh, they're deep on the blue line. Uh, Linus Omark's playing goal kind of like they thought he was going to when they signed him before last season. So, yeah, this team's got a lot going for him. You told us something off the air before you popped on here to put it into uh, perspective. So if they really are the best team in hockey, comparing them to what we had last year with Colorado, just to explain how good that Avalanche team is, what would you make Colorado against Boston? 
Yeah, like looking at last year's power rating numbers versus this year's, if those two teams played in a game at Colorado, Colorado probably be like minus 155, minus 160 uh, over the current best team. Uh, that's how good Colorado was last year. And this year, there's a lot of things going on with the Colorado team right now. It, they, they're they good, obviously. They're absolutely loaded with elite talent, but the salary cap really got them in the offseason. Kemper moved on. Burakovsky moved on. Mm. Uh, Landis Goggs had surgery. He's out at least a few more months. Now Nachushkin's out for a long time. So you look at this Colorado team now and you see a team that, yeah, their top two lines are pretty good, but their bottom six is really not good at all. And you look at the teams that end up having success. They're all teams that can play at least three, if not four lines all the time. So Colorado's got to fight through this injury bug that they're going through right now. They'll be fine, but I, I do just not on the level of what they were last year. I reached out to you before the season, and you were high on the Devils. I mean, what a call that was. They lost their first two games, and now they're on. They're trying to make it 11 in a row tonight against Toronto. Your thoughts on the Devils, and if this are they real, and that the Metro is upside down when you look at the standings? Well, they're absolutely for real. First in the league, expected goals four at five-on-five. Five. First in the league, expected goals allowed at five-on-five. Five. So, yeah, every team in the league is giving up 10 high danger chances or more uh, per 60 minutes. They're getting giving up eight and a half. Mm. The one thing that this team has question mark wise is in goal. Vitek Vanacek, Mackenzie Blackwood never really shown any semblance of long term NHL success. And the first few games out of the gate, they were hemorrhaging goals. But Vanacek seemed to have figured it out. He's played well down the stretch, and or not down the stretch of late, and. This Devils team is just deep. You look back to the Canadians team that made a run to the cup a couple years ago. Yeah, they don't play alike, but they're built alike in that they have four lines. Uh, they're getting goals from four lines, and they have five really good defensemen. Uh, they made some shrewd signings in the last two years, and it's kind of the youth has got to the age where they can really produce, and everything is just going forward for this team. And honestly, I, I just think it's real, and I don't think there's any reason to believe why it would go the other direction unless they have a disaster and goal like they did last year. There's no reason to believe why this team can't finish first in the Metro. What do you think of this uh, high-flying Islander team now since they made the coaching change? It's it's pretty crazy. That was a team that was always near the top and suppressing goals, and they didn't really – you know, Barzal was always under wraps, and they never really tried to do too much. And now <laughs> you have Lane Lambert there. They've given up the second most expected goals per 60 of five on five, and they've scored They're somewhere in the top ten, like seventh or eighth. So they've gone from a completely stale, unwatchable uh, entry to an incredibly entertaining up-and-down team. And when you have a goalie like Ilya Sorokin, it gives you a chance to win every night. And, this team's near the top of the Metro and like the Metro is kind of upside down. I mean, you can throw out, if you throw out the blue jackets who are a complete mess, they're, they're fighting for in with through injuries. They could end up being the worst team in the league mm. and the flyers who really their, their record to this point is a complete mirage. Their underlying numbers are awful and they're another roster that's really thin, but the other six teams, any of them in theory could make the playoffs and it's, it's just not this, you know, a little bit of a change of guard, so to speak, in the Metro. Assistant Sportsbook Manager here at Circus Sports in charge of the NHL, Jeff Davis. 
our guest uh, with the, the uh, local team here, the Golden Knights. They were one of the best teams. They still are probably one of the best stories in the entire league. They had that long winning streak. Now they've lost two straight. How do you balance that out? Because, you, well, you pay attention so closely to the entire league, but this team is in our backyard, so you watch, I'm guessing, like all the games. Go to a lot of them as well. How do you balance it out between what you're watching with your brain and then what your power ratings actually say when they got up to such a hot start? This is an interesting situation because you have two, their two best players, Jack Eichel and Mark Stone, coming off major surgeries. Eichel came back last year off the neck surgery, wasn't exactly himself, and then broke his hand, or his thumb rather, like, I don't know, six, seven games in and was having to take pain injections in his hand to play every night. And then Mark Stone had like a boulder taken out of his back in the off season. So you don't really know how these guys are going to come back. And they've been incredible. Jack Eichel's been absolutely everything that the Vegas Golden Knights could have hoped for. And what they've done, what Cassidy tried to do at the beginning of the season was take their six forwards, chopping them into three lines of two and kind of just putting a third guy on the wing with those three lines. And it didn't really work out. Now he's gone with the so-called super line with Eichel, Stone, and Stevenson. And they've been one of best lines in hockey uh nobody questioned their depth on the blue line their blue line is probably deeper than anyone in the league uh, they probably have the best third pairing in the league which is big because a lot of teams are fifth and sixth defensemen you're just putting them out there and hoping they don't do something terrible whereas Hagen Whitecloud are legitimately good uh I think the only thing this team could really they could really derail this team is one or two major injuries like like what happened last year they don't have there's not a lot of organizational depth past what you see on the ice now. Uh, if this team avoids injuries, they'll definitely be there late in the playoffs. Uh, one or two guys get hurt. That might not be the case. Very okay. good. Yep. Uh, two minutes left. Uh, do you recommend? Can you recommend anything tonight on the deep card and maybe a future play that you like? There's still a little bit of value out there, I think, on the Devils tonight. I think this one. I, I think I have this one priced somewhere in the teens. Uh, plus a quarter still widely available there. There might even be, you probably could find plus 30 if you look hard enough, uh, you know, back to what we said on the devils. This, this team is incredible. Uh, the Leafs were, uh, they come out of the gate slow. They just play these teams that they're, they should wallop and they end up losing. I still think they're, they're one of the best teams in the league. They were my number one rated power rating team coming into the season. Uh, they're still in the top five, but, uh, the Devils have just skyrocketed up the up the chart here, and those two teams are pretty close, in my opinion. Uh, that's the one that really stands out to me currently. Uh, as far as futures, there still might be a decent price. I haven't looked in the last few days. I think the LA Kings are really good. Uh, they were a team that made the playoffs last year, got knocked out by a really hot and fire uh, full of firepower Edmonton team. Uh, the Kings have a lot of youth that has kind of gotten better early this season. And if they get any goaltending at all, uh, I think they're going to be around uh, deep into the playoffs. Cause if you look at the Western conference after Vegas and Calgary and Colorado, if they get healthy, there's not a lot of depth there. And I, I just think that any of these teams really have a shot to get in. If you look at the seven, there's seven teams that are probably pretty good in the West or at least playoff worthy the ace team could be anyone. It could be a team like the Kraken uh, okay. a team that team that were pretty high on last year. And they were awful defensively. They were awful. Uh, the goaltending was inexplicably awful. 
And now that they made a couple of signings in the offseason and they're probably playing a little bit more like we thought they were going to last year, the goaltending's been serviceable. So, yeah, I don't. A team like the Kraken being up near the top of the Pacific now, I don't think it's a complete mirage. All right, pal. Thanks for the time. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, you too, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Creative props in the NFL coming up next. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSIN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering to more than 300 tracks, AI assisted picks. The First Bet app's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at vcin.com slash horses. Sign up now. Time for Brad Powers, college football expert, pro better. Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. Uh, how about this Bo Nix news? And you saw the line movement last night, and I guess there was uh, during media availability, a wide receiver said, well, next man up when asked about the quarterback situation. Yeah, he basically used present tense when he said Bo is down. Uh, basically, next man up, and we'll be okay. We have confidence in both quarterbacks. And it wasn't just, you know, a slip of the tongue. I mean, look at the, the actions of Oregon all weekend. They've, they've shut off practices to the media. Uh, I read a couple comments early in the week because, I you know, I kind of leaned towards the Oregon side, believe it or not. I thought there was probably an overreaction to them losing to Washington last week, and I haven't been impressed with Utah's defense when they've had to step up in competition this year. So I was originally leaning on the Oregon side, but digging in, I didn't like what I was reading early in the week. We have the player comments. Uh-huh. I have a few people that I know personally that are, uh, you know, relatively close to the program, and they weren't giving a, a vote of confidence. So uh, I I am part of the Utah steam uh, last night, plus three, and now uh, Utah's favored by two, and and probably, if I had to guess, and Bo was out, it's going to move to Utah three at least. Yeah, yeah, I was going to. That's the natural follow-up. Then is here. How big do you think the drop-off is from Knicks to the backup there with the Ducks? Yeah, it's at least uh, you know I would say a five-six point move. Now we've already moved that, but obviously when you're moving through zero, it doesn't mean as much. So uh, you know you might see a little bit bigger move than five-six points here, just because of the, the those numbers don't mean as much, but. Uh, that's what I would have Bo Nix is worth. I, I got to tell you, before the season, I probably would only had him worth a couple points. Keep in mind, he was competing for the job in the spring. But from how well he has performed from the Georgia game on, uh, yeah, he's one of the more valuable players in, in the country. Backup's Ty Thompson. He's a five-star kid. But uh, from everything that I've read and everything that I've seen, just has not had the ability to put it all together. So it, it's a significant downgrade. Bo Nix mm-hmm. is a top 10 most valuable player in college football. You guys want to know a, a potential bad beat now on the horizon with a win total? Nah, boy. I have Oregon yep. over eight and a half. So they go from losing, getting blown out by Georgia, to then just going scorched earth on every team being a potential playoff team, then losing as a 13 and a half point favorite in that neighborhood last week. Knicks gets hurt. They can now, look at this, they're dogs against Utah and against Oregon State next week. That's no gimme. So they could go yep. from a potential playoff team to losing their win total of eight and a half. That would be the definition of a bad beat. When people, you know, one change one play, this and that, bad beat, I get it. But when you need something like that to happen, and I, I mean, the chances of you winning were 
well over 90%. That's the definition of a bad beat as far as I'm concerned. Well, you, you've been saying it. The losses are coming for USC. You haven't been impressed with the Trojans? Here we go. They take on UCLA. UCLA, the look-ahead spot. Bad loss at home to Arizona. A small home dog. Why do you like the Bruins? Well, let's start for statistical reasons. I mean, you just look at general metrics, yards per game margin, yards per play margin. UCLA's better. I think UCLA's played a tougher conference schedule. I get it, UCLA's non-conference is bad, but I mean, so far, USC's only played Rice and Fresno. I mean, come on. Uh, and, you know, UCLA's played Washington. They've played Utah. They've played Oregon. USC's only played Utah in that game, and that's their only loss this season. So I think schedule uh, has kind of inflated USC's numbers. I think the Travis Dye injury is one of those rare, you know, non-quarterback running backs. I know the that the position doesn't mean as much as what it did 20, 30 years ago. But I'm here to tell you, watch USC football this year. Travis Dye is worth at least a half point or a point to a point spread. That's how important he is for USC. And then finally, I just, you know, I think it's an overreaction to what happened to UCLA last week. They were probably looking ahead. Um, now, it wasn't a good look whatsoever, but I, I honestly didn't think they played that bad. I thought the story coming out of that shouldn't have been, oh, UCLA lost. It was more, look how improved Arizona is because you flip on the, the TV and watch that game. Arizona had playmakers all over the field. And keep in mind, that was a young team growing in the second year of a program. Uh, and Jed Fish has really recruited very well, so I thought mm-hmm. that was more the story coming out of that game. Okay, so what do you what do you make USC Tennessee on a neutral? Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee nine and a half okay. uh, points, so significant margin there. I mean, it's nine and a half for a reason. I mean, obviously the totals probably going to be. Uh, I would put the total in, in the 80s, uh, low 80s, and uh, I'm not a guy that usually goes that high, but that's where I put the total at. Uh, but yeah, US, uh, USC about a nine and a half point underdog to Tennessee. What's well, the difference? Sorry, what's the difference between USC and TCU? Power rating standpoint. Uh, TCU w- would be a couple of points better uh, than USC right now. I mean, it, it's in flux a little bit because I wasn't that high on TCU, right. but I I couldn't have been more impressed with what they did last week. I mean, I've been anti TCU all season. I don't want to all of a sudden you know flip the script, but you also have to be very impressed uh, impressed with what they did because that was a home run spot I thought for Texas and TCU. Clearly, from start to finish, for the first time this year, I can make a case that they were clearly the right side. I mean, they'll win games 43-40, or they'll go to yeah. Texas and win 17-10. I mean, that was really really impressive. So. With what you said there about a total and in the 80s, uh, that USC-UCLA game then for this weekend, it opened up 82 here at Circa. I'm guessing that you saw that and you're like, okay, uh, that's even a little bit too high here. I got to take the under on that game? I did. Okay. Uh, that, that's a good question. Yeah, you know, just because I wasn't there to begin with, I mean, that's the highest total of the season. Keep in mind, we had, we had two high totals last week, two highest totals of the season. They both went under. And, and I, if you mm-hmm. followed it the last year plus – it used to be typically five, ten years ago that you you know you, you bet the, these high totals over because they can't make them high enough. I mean, it started with Art Bryles and, and Baylor's teams just bet bet the over every week. But markets caught up, and we've seen a lot of these high totals go under in the last year plus. Now, you know, it wasn't only my numbers weren't there; it was also watching the Arizona UCLA game. Going back to that game last week, the field conditions at the Rose Bowl were abysmal. I mean, uh, players are slipping and sliding on almost every single play. And if they don't fix that in, in a week, 
Uh, I, I can't get there to, to an 80 total. You just, I think it'll okay. limit USC's playmakers on the outside. Very good. Uh, Notre Dame plays up to their competition and down to their competition. You like BC in the points? Yeah, to say the least, you don't believe me. I mean, the underdog in Notre Dame games is 8-1 and one against the spread, covering by double digits this year. And I didn't count the Syracuse game because that game was basically around pick. But uh, Notre Dame specifically is a double-digit favorite, 0-5, failing to cover by two touchdowns per game. I, you know, it's not only, you know, fading a Notre Dame team that has that struggles to get margin because of quarterback play. It's also the quarterback play for BC. I don't think the, the Moorhead kid is a downgrade at all from Jerkovic as far as I'm concerned. He's had back-to-back 300-plus yard games throwing the football. BC's covered both games as an underdog, including winning outright at NC State last week. So, and, and plus being a Notre Dame fan, I know how this series is. Uh, I haven't seen too many times Notre Dame getting margin on BC, at least to this extent. So BC plus 21, one of my favorite plays of the week. What do you think of Georgia, Kentucky? I think the line's about right. Keep in mind, I made 50-plus bets on the Sunday openers. Uh, that wasn't one of them. We've hardly seen any movement. Uh, you know, I would have preferred Kentucky beating Vanderbilt as far as value for that, that, that particular game didn't happen, and the, the market correctly reacted to the, the Kentucky performance. And, you know, look, Georgia's the number one team in the country, and not not only in the polls, but in a Vegas power rating. Any potential letdown this week for LSU? I know that was the talk last week against Arkansas. They went on the road. They still won that game. Did not cover the closing number, but now they get UAB here after you know defeating Arkansas like they did in an Alabama the week before. Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's priced in that there's going to be a letdown. I'm not buying it. I mean, my numbers say LSU, uh, so... And and here's what I'll say with regards to UAB. When they've had to step up the last five years and play a power five team, I know their stats look good, and they look good this year, even though they got five close losses. Uh, When they have to step up, they're 0-5 straight up against power five teams the last five years. They lose them by 28 points per game. For our purposes, they're 0-5 against the spread, failing to cover by 12 points per game. I made the line 17, so uh, LSU for me. Okay. Um, what about the Northwestern Purdue game? Is that still bettable uh, this morning? Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to take Northwestern, and here's why. I mean, the weather's not going to be great. Well, mm-hmm. what is the weather impact? It impacts Purdue more than it would uh, Northwestern. And we saw this a couple weeks ago in the, in the Purdue-Iowa game. The, the market, you know, reacted more towards anti-Purdue uh, than, than, than anything. And look, Northwestern's played in conditions, bad ones, in a few games this year. And, you know, they, they covered those games with ease against Penn State and Ohio State as big-time underdogs. So I think we, may, we might see it for a third time on Saturday. And one more bet that you like this morning. It's in the Mountain West. Uh, your thoughts on the current line with Utah State taking San Jose State on this weekend? Yeah, the wrong team favored. Just, uh, I mean, it's more current form. And current form has Utah State winning four of their last five. The only loss in that stretch is when they had to start a four-string quarterback. But more importantly, it's a fade against San Jose State the last four games. I mean, this team is failing to cover the spread by about two touchdowns per game. I don't know what happened to the team. They were a play-on team in the middle of the season. But since, you know, middle of October, 0-4 against the number. They can't run the football. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, California kids playing in 15-degree weather uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, another good angle, right? too. Great job. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for popping All right. on. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. you Thanks, go. Brad. The great Brad Powers at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. You with him? You want to bet UCLA? He made a good case for the under. He did. He good did. point about the field. I mean, they got that sky high. 
Yeah, you, you get one, you get a seven-minute possession. Not that it would happen. You get a six-minute huh? possession that ends in a field goal. You're up against it. Okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. World Cup props are up next. The number for overall red cards is eight and a half. It stayed way under that number in 2018, which was a significant change from previous events. We will tell you some of the massive numbers coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Time for the big announcement. Next weekend's the best sports weekend of the year. NFL on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. College football rivalries, Ohio State, Michigan, and Black Friday, World Cup, USA takes on England. 
to celebrate this amazing five-day run of sports. VEASAN's having a betting competition called Bets Giving. Here's a little taste of what we're talking about. In the true spirit of holiday giving, VEASAN presents Bets Giving. Bets Giving. Bets Giving! Bets Giving? <laughs> That's right, Bets Giving. It's a betting contest pitting VEASAN shows and experts against each other in a Thanksgiving weekend battle for VEASAN bragging rights. We are the winners of the first ever VEASAN baseball betting pentathlon. Follow the money's Mitch Moss and Polly Howard won VEASAN's last contest, and this one is heating up like a deep fried turkey. Ah, bring it on. Not so fast, my friends. We got this. Spend your Thanksgiving weekend with your friends at VEASAN and root on your favorite shows or experts. Do we have room in the budget to expand the trophy room at my house? There's no way I'm letting those guys win again. To learn more about VEASAN's Betsgiving, go to VEASAN.com slash Betsgiving. Well done. And we look to repeat. That's what we did in the summer. Uh-huh. And that was a great job. Take drinking out of the hey. trophy. Dan Miller made the beer run. Look at this. <laughs> they also made some oh, odds great. here at uh, Circa. Thank you, Mike Palm. And thank you to uh, the guys at Circa that they uh, were the favorites at 7-1. Going to be difficult yes. to repeat. Oh, it's tough. It came down to like the final inning of Corbin Burns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when Brewers win with Burns over strikeouts. Was I think that it what was it was? Nine strikeouts. If he got to 10, I think uh, Sean King and Tim Murray would have defeated us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bill 80. No respect. No. Bill. Oh, come and on. A bunch of rules here. All <laughs> bets are going to be a hypothetical $100. We have certain games to choose from next Thursday. Yep. The Friday spot as well. Saturday. We'll get into it a little bit more next week. But this is going to be a lot of fun here on the network. Thursday, obviously, you pick any of the NFL games. Yep. Friday, you have to go USA England. Now, you, the, again, the plethora of props and the DraftKings and there's going to be over four different ways to bet the game. Yep. I'm probably low on that, but this got to be great. Yep. It can't be oh yeah, Harry Kane to score. I mean, this <laughs> this is going to be dynamic. Exact. Oh, we have score. to agree on the same bets. Oh by the God, way, which, yeah, sure. And you're a little tricky to get a hold of once in a while. So uh, good luck to <laughs> us again. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Saturday, any of the three rivalry games? How good is that? USC, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama. And then uh, aside, a total of money line in the NFL on Sunday and then the Monday night game, which is which is no bargain with the Colts and Steelers. I My see God. the I see the uh, pro football blitzes on there at plus 1750. No, no respect there either for uh, one of our next guests here, and that is Mike Pritchard, who oh, is a host here Mike. at Beeson and uh, played in the NFL for a good nine years. Slap in the face to you, Pritch. Um, how cocky? So we're the champs, obviously, if you didn't know that. Yeah, right? I, hear, I hear you. I yeah, hear yeah. You. We've been walking around with some serious swag since uh, July, June, July. Right. Um, how cocky were you after you won a title in Colorado? Uh, very cocky. I still am cocky. <laughs> to be honest with you. I just don't show it all the time. I just don't show it all the time. I will tell you this. Uh, when we started that um, uh, betting uh, the contest last year, Josh Applebaum and myself, we got out the gate. Uh, I believe we were undefeated, uh, just like a lot of people, though. Uh, after the first two uh, rounds there, so but then we faded. But uh, I'm teamed up with Brady Cannon, man. He's he's the Westgate Super Contest winner. He is. So I don't know why we're getting disrespected here. Huh? Yeah, I'll tell you, it must have uh, to be big man on campus to win it. I mean, you must have been popular oh. with the ladies win a championship. Oh, Polly, I didn't even have to say my name sometimes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did. Boy. I got some stories for you. I didn't even. Have to, I, I, what's your name? Uh, Ma, okay, that was enough. That was good. There you go. That, that was it. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee in Colorado for you. Yeah. Sure. Very good. Excellent, my friend. Okay. So you played the game nine years uh, in the NFL. Yeah, and you played in Denver as well. How many snow games do you remember? And what 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 do you expect? And how bad could this be for Buffalo's offense, which likes to likes to chuck it? Yeah, you know what? The snow, uh, as long as you can clear the field, it's not too difficult. I mean, if it's snowing at the same time, it's kind of like uh, rain. Uh, I, w- I would equate it to being something similar to that. It's the cold, though, Paulie and Mitch, that that you really have to make sure you're okay with the wind as well. But if it's snowing, I mean, that's going to make the game fun, to be honest with you guys. I mean, uh, you just focus in just like if it's raining, though. Uh, I think a lot of guys will wear gloves, too. And, you know, the tack that they have on the gloves these days shouldn't affect uh, wide receivers out there. But uh, they, they got uh, pass-catching running backs, too, now, talking about Buffalo. And uh, so they can, they can still incorporate a, a controlled passing game, a high-percentage passing game if they need it. I, I don't know if the snow, per se, uh, is going to affect things dramatically. now. If it gets dumped on, obviously, I mean, that's going to affect both teams that way. Yeah. Okay, so it's in the news today that the game could get moved, maybe Ford Mm -hmm. Field. Other locations have been talked about. We don't know those other locations, we could guess. But Mm -hmm. I think you're going to hear in the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours, oh, major distractions, especially for a team like the Browns. Is that that a big deal or or no? No, it's it's not. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, it's an inconvenience, if anything, right? I mean, we... We travel better than first class, if you think about it mm. from a charter standpoint. So getting there, uh, the amenities that's going to be provided for you. I mean, you, you got a makeshift training room. You got, you got first class everything. So uh, if anything, it's it's the mental aspect of it. But we're talking about November football. We're talking about playoffs and gearing up for that. So uh, it, it shouldn't bother uh, anybody out there. This this Jet-Patriot game is uh, big. You know, also uh, yeah. intriguing because it's, well, not same old Jets, right? They beat the Bills. They're in the mix here for the playoffs. But it's been same old Jets when going against New England. They beat them 13 in a row. And Wilson was terrible in the first meeting. It wasn't that long ago. And now you got Belichick off the bye and see if he can do it again. What do you think of New England laying three? Now, it's come down a little bit, but it was five and a half and now down to three yeah. and a half. What do you think of the Jets going on the road? No, I don't think it's the same old Jets, to be honest with you, Paulie. I mean, they lost that game, what, 22-17 the first time around. And you're right, Zach Wilson played a horrible, horrible football game. Uh, but we're, it's recency, not a bias, but recency in terms of preparation. Uh, when you look at these, these two teams, guys, and um, I think the attitude shift from the Jets is going to help them. Uh, and what I mean by that is you got DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner playing at a high level. You got that defensive line playing at a high level. Uh, they held the New England Patriots guys to about 3.8 yards per play uh, in that football game when you're talking about New England making drives. Uh, and I think offensively passing, uh, they had 336 yards passing. Now, they got to run the football. We know that uh, against the Patriots. But I like the second time around matchup situation, and I like the fact that the Jets have established themselves in one quarter in particular. They're third. They're tied for second, actually. Uh, and, and, and points, uh, scoring points offensively in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, defensively, they're first, just allowing 26 total points in the fourth quarter all season long. That's better than the Broncos. It's better than the Bills. It's better than the 49ers. So if this game gets into the fourth quarter, 
I, I like the Jets' chances in terms of getting inside of a number, even even from an upset standpoint. I got the Jets right now, uh, part of a teaser situation I'm involved in. Okay. Yeah, you're you're right because uh, Gardner has been awesome. We've talked about him a lot. Mm-hmm. It's because I have Woolen to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. But it's yeah. not just Gardner. What do you have here on Reed overall going back about how good he's been? Yeah, DJ Reed. I mean, it's it's, it's in terms of uh, his coverage skills, yeah. Mitch. And, and, okay, they're not allowing touchdown. DJ Reed has not allowed a, a TD in coverage in 815 consecutive snaps. Uh, and this is a guy that, you know, he's familiar with Robert Saloff, 49ers. And you know the story about DJ. But I think it's the resurrection of that entire roster or that that culture shift where you can get a guy like this who had a couple previous stops, but just is now playing at a high, high level. And, and that really helps uh, with the fact that you got Sauce Gardner on the, on the other side of that. But then you got outstanding safeties, linebacking core coming together, as well as that D-line right now. Yeah, that'll get the job done. 815 yeah, right. straight. Okay, so tonight's game, we have a couple of minutes left here. Uh, both teams dealing with some injuries uh, the Titans on the defensive side of the ball, where they have been surprisingly to a lot of people really, really good again. Any opinion here? Are you, do we expect another good game from Christian Watson? Is Henry going to go nuts? What do you expect? Well, hopefully Christian Watson does produce another good game. I mean, I would love to see young players just be consistent because that's what it's about, right? When you get a chance in the National Football League, uh, you got to be consistent. That's the standard that Aaron Rodgers has been talking about. On the other side of that, though, uh, you have the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry. We know what they want to do. Tannehill gives you the ability to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, but what stood out to me and looking at this game, I didn't play it. I haven't played it, guys, to be honest with you, but uh, because of all the injuries, I, I just thought from a preparation standpoint, because you have a short week, you have the walkthroughs uh, for both teams, and you got to travel for the Titans. Mm-hmm. The Titans just played the Broncos, and that was Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and so Nathaniel Hackett is bringing the system that he was involved in uh, from Green Bay, you know, and, and so from a preparation standpoint, even if it's just walkthroughs, I thought that the Titans could have an edge uh, in that regard. But with all the injuries and uh, the short week situation, you you wonder uh, physically, uh, will the Titans be ready for that? Uh, And Lambeau Field, a special situation. But I think mentally, uh, the Titans should be uh, best prepared for this matchup, though. Okay, so you're involved on uh, Jets teaser legs this week. Any other teams or sides that you're looking at? I like Chicago. Uh, I mean, I like like what Justin Fields is doing. Mm -hmm. I, I know they're on the road, but the guy turns football into Pop Warner football. I mean, he's yeah. incredible. He's the best athlete on the field at times. And he's going to be matched against, um, uh, you know, Marcus Mariota. And I think just mentally, uh, Justin Fields going back to an area that he's highly familiar with, too, uh, that uh, he's ready to shine. So I actually like the Bears on the road as well. All right, pal. Thanks for popping on, as always. Right. Best of luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck to you guys, man. Thank Watch you. out for that. What, was it plus 17? Plus 17.50 in the Pro Football uh, Blitz. 17.50? Yeah. Oh. All right, yeah. Good I got to get over that. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck to you guys. I, pr- I promise that we won't rub it in your face when we uh, walk all over you. So You're drawn dead. You basically. Champs are here. Yeah. What, what, what a feeling. Can't even get the name out. Right? Can't even get the name out. <laughs> be young again. Oh, boy. <laughs> what I would give. Win-lose coming up next. We'll recap last night's betting action. It finally cashed. And what a call if you go back to March from one of our guests again. is Follow the Money on VSIN. Lace up your cleats, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, latest odds, lines, and boost to your go to for any soccer related content. Check out their great promotions on the World Cup with the futures, the daily bets, the insurance bets, calling all soccer fans. It starts Sunday 
Get to BetRivers.com or download the app on all the match day action. It's a whole new game at BetRivers. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchian joins the program, guillotineleagues.com. Charge, let's begin with this uh, thunder snow that we have yes. in Buffalo. You can relate. You lived in Minneapolis for many, many years. I'm here now. We have snow on the ground right now. It's, it's, a, it's snowing right now. Yeah, it's a blast to deal with. I mean, how do people not love shoveling? Uh, <laughs> oh, it, oh, yeah. so, it's, that's our cardio. <laughs> right, because you're stuck inside and you drink for six months uh, in the wintertime. Okay, so take us through you say, then. You say that like it's a bad thing. No, I don't. I live there. I know it's a great right. thing. I have an endorsement. So take us through the entire game then. If it's played in Buffalo here, what this means from a fantasy standpoint. All right, so what you're looking for is a couple of things. Number one, is there so much snow that you really, the players can't move in it? You know, because at that point, the passing game's kind of dead. So that's that's absolutely a key part of it. And you can get to a point where there's so much snow that nobody, even the, even the running game shut down. You know, we've seen some games like that. Cleveland played a couple of games like that last year where you get to a point where you just, you're just, there's just no scoring to be had. But more often than not, I'm the here, I'm I'm gonna be the guy that says this thing's probably gonna be fine. Most of the snow is all supposed to be cleared before kickoff. Mm-hmm. Now, and when I say cleared, they're gonna have to physically move a, you know, tons of snow. But assuming we can get to the stadium, it's gonna happen. It sounds like on game day that it's not gonna be that bad. And there's a point at which the offense actually has an advantage if there's just some snow not a ton of snow, because you've got advantages where you know where the design of the play is supposed to be. The defender's always reacting. They've got to make harder yeah. cuts, and they've got to see what's happening on the field. There's a, there's an offensive advantage if it's just some snow. Watch the wind. There's wind gusts that are going to happen through this. Wind could be a factor as well. Um, but right now, I'm saying, I'm you know, it's a great story, but right now I'm saying don't make plans to change anything. Okay, very good. Good analysis, too, about the <clears throat> offensive players. They know where they're going. Uh, yes. How about because of injuries and all the bye weeks? I'm curious, who do you recommend this week for wide receivers, and what do your wide receiver rankings look like? Well, it's, it does have some of the the key players that you would expect to see at the top. Although CD Lamb is my favorite play of the entire week. Uh, the Vikings secondary has got one good player, Patrick Peterson. He's been very good. But Lamb runs from all over the field and, <clears throat> and can easily avoid him. The Vikings are starting a rookie on the other side, and their slot cornerback, Chandon Sullivan, has been bad. So there's a lot of opportunity for CeeDee Lamb, who I love in this game. Um, <clears throat> the other maybe surprises that that I've got creeping into my top 10, Debo Samuel in a very, very quiet season. Really quiet season. In fact, I think we talked about this when the Christian McCaffrey trade went down, like, you know, that McCaffrey could end up hurting Debo Samuel because they're both mm-hmm. multi, you know, they run they run a lot of the same routes, do a lot of the same kinds of stuff. Um, kind of like Samuel here against a Cardinals defense that ranks fifth worst by pro football focus in run defense, seventh worst in pass defense. And so Samuel has a good opportunity here to, uh, to, to do a little damage that we haven't seen this year. I think, guys, I think he's sitting on two touchdowns oh. at the season Whoa. for Samuel. Really? It's been, okay. it's been quiet, really, really quiet. Okay, well, I'll look at that prop when it's uh, going to pop probably, what, Monday night games will pop yeah. Saturday, maybe, something like that. Okay, Saturday, so Sunday, yeah. on that note, then, of wide receivers, this I'm looking at uh, Nick Jacobs, who covers the Chiefs. He tweeted this out 45 minutes ago. The current situation for the Chiefs wide receivers. Yes. In the concussion protocol, you have Juju. With an illness, you have Scantling. And with an injury, you have Hardman. So right now, available players are Watson, Sky Moore, and Kadarius Toney. 
How do you? Uh, how are you approaching that? Because I ha- I'm littered with Juju. I have Hardman everywhere, and I yeah. have nothing on Sky Moore, Watson, or Tony. Well, and that's not that's not uncommon. I mean, Tony's the is the splash play this week because he had the big game last week. But let me ask you this, Mitch, Pauly, do you think it was a coincidence that Kadarius Tony suddenly fills up a box score in a game in which Juju Smith-Schuster got knocked unconscious on the first drive and Michael Hardman missed the whole game? No, yeah. not. No, not a coincidence. No. I mean, you know, you know, his snap count went up to 44%, which is, you'd think it'd be like 80% in that scenario. It wasn't. And, you know, we've seen Patrick Mahomes will make a receiver look like Jerry Rice one game. And then the next game, that guy's just gone. And so if all these other guys, you know, it, and if we had MVS to this for this coming week. So if Juju misses and Hardman misses and MVS misses, obviously Tony's going to play like the whole game. And at that point, I'm really, really interested in what he might be able to do this week. But just broadly speaking, I'm not buying it. Because when everybody's healthy, we've seen them distribute the ball way too many ways. So I think short term, yes, I'm interested in Tony this week. Long term. I am the wet blanket here on Kadarius Tony, and I know he's an exciting new option in the Chiefs offense, but I will be the ticket master to your Taylor Swift ticket. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, sir. It's a debacle. With Goddard and Ertz, Ertz out, uh, what should we do with tight ends? Who are available? Yeah, so, uh, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to admit that rattling off third-tier tight ends is not thrilling VEASAN content, yeah. but that is the kind of help that fantasy owners need. And from time to time, there's actual utility attached to these segments. So I'm going to give you three guys to think about that are probably available in your league. Some combination of these guys. Cleveland tight end David Njoku will play his first game in a month. The month before getting hurt, his average game was a whopping six catches and 76 yards. You're almost at Travis Kelsey-like production at that point. David Njoku. The next guy, Cincinnati tight end Hayden Hurst. Five games prior to last week's bye, he was averaging four catches, 40 yards. No Jamar Chase. Should mean some extra targets for Hayden Hurst. And the last guy, if you're really in a pinch, and everybody is at, at tight end, there's just nobody's left standing with, with Ertz and Goddard out. Arizona drafted Trey McBride as the first tight end off the board last April. Uh, Zach Ertz is done, and so McBride got 91% of the snaps last week, so he's clearly the next man up in an offense that, that runs large. It's got all these design plays for a tight end. So Trey McBride is another option. I like that. Paul Charchin, our guest, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, guillotineleagues.com. So the props tonight for Derrick Henry are massive, as you would expect. I bet, the, yes. The carries are in the 21.5 to 22.5 range. And shop around, the rushing yards are 99 up to 103. Yes. Makes sense, though, right? I mean, would, at those big prices and big numbers, would you still go over on him? Yes, I would. I'm, I'm going to give you a bunch of reasons why. Uh, this is a bad Packer run defense. Give me up the third most rushing yards per game, fifth most yards per carry. Runners who get 15 or more carries against the Packers average 108 total wow. yards, okay. 99 of them on the ground. At 15 carries, you might be saying to yourself, well, will Derrick Henry get 15 carries? Well, he has in 38 of his last 39 games. Wow. <laughs> so... That puts him right, you know, that puts him right at 99 yards at 15 carries. Green Bay is going to be missing two critical run stoppers for Sean Gary, Devondre Campbell. That's massive, massive losses. And even though Denver couldn't take advantage of it last week with their invisible run game, this is a fantastic opportunity for Henry. He has topped 99 and a half rushing yards in five of the last six. And as you mentioned, you can shop it down to 99 and a half. We'll go over. 
one of the many reasons you were a fast, uh, first ballot fantasy football Hall of Famer. Um, Christian Watson broke out last. I hate chasing stats, um, but did yes. they find something here? And against this Tennessee secondary here, are you expecting a decent game from him tonight? Yeah, your hackle should be up on this because four catches, three touchdowns, yeah. you know, and given mm-hmm. that Watson had done really nothing before this, you absolutely should be feeling nervous. But there's this. This the Titans are a great run defense and a really bad pass defense. They are uh, and here's where I really am interested in Christian Watson tonight. Titans allowing the most air yards per game and Watson just saw 75% of Green Bay's targeted air yards last week, which is the single highest figure this year. Meaning, oh, what they're really saying, these air yards, it's all about long bombs. And nobody gives up more of these long bomb plays than Tennessee. And that's the one thing that we know Christian Watson can do is run long and run fast. And six Titan cornerbacks are listed as, as questionable coming into this game. So his over-under number is 35 and a half. And... Yeah, Alan Lazard's going to be a factor, but if we go back through, like last week, Tennessee against Tennessee, three different receivers topped 62 yards. There's enough to go around here, and Watson only needs really one long catch for the 35 yards. I think you're right to be nervous, but I think I'd actually take the over here. They don't have anybody else to throw to outside of Lazard and Watson among receivers, so I kind of like the over in this one. God, that was a beautiful breakdown. You are the best. Again, the website is guillotineleagues.com. Drafting's over at the website, but also for all this, you share all the information up there for free. Charts, ranks, click yes. on that. Awesome stuff that I use every week for all player prop stuff. And the uh, podcast is also called Fantasy Football Weekly. Thank you, my friends. Great to talk to you. Thanks, bud. We'll be in sure. touch soon. Good luck this weekend, um, excluding the guillotine league that I'm in against you. <laughs> okay. I'm only in, I only have one left. I don't ask for much in this world. I just I want to keep advancing, please. That's all I'm asking for. Good game. Prediction? What are you going to go? Pain? Pain. 27-14 Packers. Okay. Okay. If you missed any of the show today, you can listen back on your own time, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search. Follow the money. Best of luck tonight. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. 
is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.